Hello, I'm Doug Holmes, Mayor of Summerland, and welcome to the second episode of the Mayor's Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about our drinking water and where it comes from. We sometimes take clean water for granted. We turn on the tap and voila, there it is. But before the tap, and even before the water treatment plant, the water takes a long and sometimes treacherous journey. There's a saying, we all live downstream. That's especially true for Summerland. Almost all our drinking water comes from the upper reaches of the Trug Creek watershed. We need to pay attention to what's going on up there. Joining me today is Kelly Garcia. She's Director of Policy and Planning at the Okanagan Basin Water Board, or the OBWB as we like to call it. Welcome, Kelly. Hello, thanks for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Let me start by asking you a bit about the Okanagan Basin Water Board. The board was formed by the Okanagan's three regional districts way back in 1970. The thinking was that we need to work together to deal with water issues throughout the valley. I'm currently one of the 12 board directors, and it's truly an honor to be associated with such an important organization. The OBWB is quite unique, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're a collaborative form of local government established under provincial legislation with taxation powers. In addition to elected officials from the three regional districts, the board has reps from the Okanagan Nation Alliance, the Water Supply Association of BC, and the Water Stewardship Council. The Stewardship Council is this amazing, diverse group of people who meet monthly to identify water issues, work on practical solutions, and provide technical advice to the OBWB. What also makes us different, though, is that the OBWB doesn't have regulatory power. We work to improve water management by advocating local needs to senior government. We provide science-based information, communicate and coordinate between all the different water interests in the valley, and build funding opportunities to expand local capacity. Source water protection, which we're talking about today, is part of our water management program, which also includes grants for water conservation and protection, and education outreach campaigns like Make Water Work and Don't Move a Muscle, flood and drought planning, water monitoring, environmental flow needs, and wetlands protection. When we talk about source water, we mean all the bodies of water that a community draws on for domestic use and irrigation. Rivers and streams, lakes, reservoirs, aquifers, snow melt, rain, so on. The watershed is the area of land that drains or sheds water into a larger water body. The Trail Creek watershed is quite large. It covers more than 72,000 hectares and is the second largest tributary to Okanagan Lake. We also draw water from Aeneas Creek to provide irrigation water to Garnet Valley. Its watershed covers 5,800 hectares. Within the two watersheds, the District of Summerland maintains 12 dams and reservoirs to store water for when the community needs it. Water storage is super important in the the Okanagan. It's great you have such good storage because we get most of our precipitation in the winter and spring, spring, but we need most of our water in the summer and fall. Having storage allows us to capture water from the melting snow, hold it, and then slowly release it throughout the year. Having storage can also help with water quality. For example, concentrations of pollutants can increase as water levels drop in creeks and lakes throughout the valley which can lead to algal blooms. Low flows can also increase water temperatures, which can be really tough on fish and other aquatic life. So it's good to be able to influence flows through reservoir releases when it's warm and dry out. 
Last year, or last, yeah, last year, uh, Summerland Council adopted a water master plan. It provides an overview of our water distribution system and establishes priority projects. One of those projects is valued at $200,000 and just got underway. To, it's to upgrade and widen the spillway at Eisentalk Dam. Also, just recently, Council adopted a water source assessment, which, by the way, was funded by the Okanagan Basin Water Board. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. The assessment identifies the risks and hazards in both the Trout Creek and Aeneas Creek watersheds. It talks about human activity like forestry, resource extraction, industrial development to livestock grazing, recreation, transportation, and septage. It also speaks of natural occurring events that could affect water quality, uh, wildfires, declining forest health, landslides, flooding, algae blooms, and even wildlife activity. Yes, and the interconnections between these risks are very complex, not to mention that climate change is increasing their severity and frequency. Within the last decade, we've experienced high elevation snowmelt occurring much earlier than normal, which fills our reservoirs and, and spills the water too soon. Record high water flows in the spring have brought floods, landslides, and increased turbidity. We've seen more intense storms, more wildfires, and extreme and prolonged heat events that brought drought conditions and low flows in the creeks. All of this really tests our storage management and impacts water quality. So as you can see, the challenges are immense, but luckily we have a lot of talented, passionate people in the Okanagan and beyond working on solutions. Some of those people work for the District of Summerland. We have well-trained staff managing the risks to our source water, especially around the reservoirs and sensitive areas of the watershed. We've been increasing our watershed monitoring and water sampling, and we have defined a protection zone around the intake flume from the creek to the water treatment plant. Yet, the reality is we have limited control over what happens within the watershed. Most of the watershed is crown land, and we don't have much control over crown land. We have to rely on decisions made by multiple branches of government. Yes, you're right. It's complicated in BC with about 23 pieces of legislation governing water and multiple ministries. We've got the ministries of water, land and resource stewardship, forests, environment and climate change strategy, health and agriculture all playing a role in water management. And there's no clear hierarchy of authority or lead provincial agency for source water protection and unfortunately not much interagency coordination. With this in mind, the OBWB recently worked with a great team of consultants, advisors, and water champions from the Okanagan and beyond to develop a source water protection toolkit for water suppliers. It showcases the tools available to local governments to protect water, discusses the challenges that we've been talking about today, including the lack of authority, capacity, and funding, and provides really practical solutions it also features 35 case studies that we can learn from, including some of the excellent collaborative work being done in the North Okanagan's Dudo Creek watershed and in the regional district of Nanaimo. Summerland is making good use of the wa uh, Source Water Protection Toolkit. We referenced it for the assessment and we will use it again uh, when we begin work on a response plan. I think you're right, Kelly, that working in collaboration is the key. The case studies in the toolkit make that clear. There's a lot of competing interests in our watershed, and the challenge will be to establish a common understanding that everyone shares a responsibility in protecting our source water. 
Well, your response plan will clearly lay out what needs to be done, who will do it, how and when it will be done, and the estimated costs. And that collaboration and common understanding will come from setting up a technical advisory committee to help prepare and deliver the response plan. That committee should include reps from the Indigenous community whose territory you're operating in, the provincial government, who are the regulators, health agencies, industries such as forestry, mining and agriculture, user groups like the recreation clubs that are operating in the watershed, and any other groups that can influence what happens in the watershed. And having annual meetings and watershed tours with your committee are essential to build that common understanding. You need to create strong and lasting partnerships to protect source waters, and your committee can be a means of doing that. I think First Nations, uh, First Nations participation is critical for a number of reasons. Water is a key aspect of reconciliation and constitutionally protected Aboriginal rights continue to be practiced throughout the watershed. Fishing rights, obviously, but also habitat for hunting and areas for berries and plant-based medicines. All these activities depend on a healthy watershed. There's currently a project underway to restore the meandering flow of the lower reach of Trout Creek to allow pooling for salmon spawning. It's being led by the Okanagan Nation Alliance and the Penticton Indian Band in collaboration with the District of Summerland and senior levels of government. Already this past fall, salmon were spawning at the first newly restored riffle. This restoration project is being informed by traditional ecological knowledge, and I think it shows how Indigenous values and knowledge can help strengthen water source protection. Yeah, absolutely. The Okanagan Nation Alliance released the Silk Water Declaration in 2014 and a water strategy in 2021. And these documents outline how the Silk Nation intends to care for their territory and work to ensure that water is properly respected and available for all living things. The declaration and the strategy are really important reading for local government electeds and staff that want to improve their cultural understanding of and engagement with Silk people. The first line of the Silk Water Declaration is, water is a part of us and a part of life. That should resonate with everyone. Water is essential for life itself. We all know that. So we need to protect it not only for uh, current use, but for the future as well. That's the seventh generation principle of many Indigenous peoples, that the decisions we make today should result in a sustainable world seven generations from now. I couldn't agree more. We say in the toolkit that the benefits of source water protection start immediately and the long-term dividends are vast. The issues we are facing are really complicated and no one organization can deal with them alone. So we all need to play a role. We need to pool ideas, information, efforts and funding to have better source water protection overall. So if the public is looking for ideas on what they can do to help protect water, I recommend checking out the resources on our Okanagan WaterWise website at okwaterwise.ca. We have some really neat guides on there, including the Slow It, Spread It, Sink It guide that shows homeowners how to capture and use rainwater runoff on your properties. And we also have a Choose Your Watershed poster that shows how various choices we can make can cause or prevent water pollution. There's good information there, that's for sure. Uh, thank you, Kelly, for joining me today. And thank you for all the great work being done by you and your colleagues at the OBWB. It's my pleasure. I feel very lucky to be able to do this work and hope that I can help advance the changes we, we need to better look after water in the Okanagan. That was Kelly Garcia from the Okanagan Basin Water Board.
We were speaking about the work being done to protect the Trout Creek watershed and the source of Summerland's drinking water. For more information on the Okanagan Basin Water Board, you can visit their website at obwb.ca. The Source Water Protection Toolkit can be accessed from sourcewaterprotectiontoolkit.ca. And as Kelly mentioned, the Okanagan WaterWise website is okwaterwise.ca. Summerland's Water Master Plan and Water Source Assessment can both be downloaded from the district website, summerland.ca. I'm Mayor Doug Holmes, and you have been listening to the Mayor's Podcast. Thank you for tuning in.